Amen. Good morning. Good morning. So, um, part of the uh, talking, thank you, um, part of the being hard to talk is because the anointing is really, really strong in here this morning. And uh, so, what that means is that you need to be ready right now, right from the get-go, ready to receive. And um, you can, I, I told uh, J.D., which I like, J.D., I really like that background on those verses. That looked nice. And uh, I told J.D., I said, there's scriptures, but there's a really good possibility we are not going to go there. And that's the case. So uh, let's just pray and get going. Um, Father, right now, we just ask that our heart be prepared and ready, fertile soil for the seed of the word and the gift of your anointing to set us free right now, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your mercy. Lord, thank you for your freedom that's coming through this word as we talk about love this morning. We praise you. We honor you. We worship you. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we receive. Just say that with me. Say, Father, Father I receive. I receive the seed of your word that it will produce an eternal fruit right now in me. Amen. Amen. So uh, there's, if you, in Romans chapter 12, uh, in verse 1, it says, I urge you, in the King James it says, I beg you, give your lives as a living sacrifice. and uh, all I wanted to say that for is because I, I want to beg you to do something. I urge you very strongly. If you weren't here for the class at 10 o'clock, that is a major foundation and pillar that you may have even heard before, but the way that it came out in the class was huge. And it was talking about grace and righteousness and how we live, and that's going to feed right into this. So as we talk today and you get that message, you, I urge you, I beg you, go back and watch that class, which what was uh, the name of it? I don't know the official title of it, but it was Not Under the Law But Grace, I think, is something like that. So you need to see that. And what we were talking about is how we are not under the law. We can't keep the law. We're not under the law. If we try to operate under the law, we sink ourselves. Because we can never do it better than Jesus did. And we have to understand that the law was accomplished in Christ. So if we go back to that, now we're accountable to that. Or by faith we can step into righteousness and grace. And I want to show you something in Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. And uh, before we put that up, hold your finger there, and let's also look at Galatians chapter 3 and verse 8. So um, is anybody here, like, you know, keen on, you know, the gospel? Is the gospel good? Is it, am I in good company for the gospel to be good here? Okay. I was just checking. I wanted to see if good news was good news to you. So um, Galatians chapter 3 and verse 8 says this, that, and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, 
See, that already goes and flows. Preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, All the nations shall be blessed in you. So the good news of the gospel. Now, it, what's interesting is here is that who's preaching? God is. And what's he preaching? The gospel, right? He's preaching the gospel here, and he defines it to Abraham, saying, basically, you're going to be blessed to be a blessing. That's where this comes from. This is the gospel. This is the good news, and this is God preaching it, not man. So there's a lot of people that can define the gospel in a lot of different ways, but I like it when God like defines it himself. I'd rather live on that. That's the one that has life in it. So here's the thing about the gospel and the good news. What is, he, what is the message to the world? That you're blessed to be a blessing, and that blessing will flow through Abraham, flow through mankind, flow through the seed of Abraham, which is anybody that will be born again. So in other words, how does God move uh, us? How does he get good stuff in this world? Through man, through his believers through Christians but what I want you to see is that that gospel comes through us that means that it can either flow through us or not flow through us based off of what it finds when it hits us are we moving in love righteousness and grace or are we moving in the law and so when the gospel comes up against us it reaches a blockage and it doesn't flow through to the world what does it find in you Amen. So let's go now to Romans chapter 1 and verse 16. And it says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel. Again, what are we talking about? The gospel, the good news. Can you feel already there's something different on this message? Amen. I can feel it building all week. I am not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So now what he's describing the gospel, we've already described it as good news. We've already seen that it flows through mankind or it doesn't. Okay, But now we're seeing that the gospel is power. All right. It goes on to say that there's a whole lot of people that they claim to be smart, but becoming wise, they became fools because they tried to move in their own knowledge, in their own works. And part of what they were missing was the power of the gospel. They were missing that power. Okay. So now he's saying that the good news is power. In other words, this thing ought to be having an effect in our life. It ought to be bringing about something in our life. And if it's not, then it's not the gospel that's not working. It's us that's not working the gospel in a, in, in a sense. It's us that's blocking that power of the gospel. Now, again, what's the subject? The gospel. And in verse 17 it says, For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. So in what? In the gospel, the righteousness is revealed. The righteousness of God in Christ. Can we say that the righteousness of God that we walk in opens up the gospel to us? I think you can. 
When we understand the righteousness of God, it starts to unlock the gospel. What does it start to unlock? It unlocks the power. It unlocks the good news. It unlocks the blessing when we walk in the righteousness of God. Not self-righteousness, but the righteousness of God in Christ. So let's go to 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5 and verse 21. Or we'll go to 17 first. We'll read all of that. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17 it says, Therefore, if any man is in Christ, and in other words, if he's born again, he is a new creature, a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, new things have come. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Now we've talked about this verse quite a lot. Reconciled there is like when you reconcile a bank statement. That means you've got to account for every penny. So in other words, every penny of our life has been made right with God. That's the ministry. That's what he's done. He's made us right with God. Here's God's holiness. Here was ours. Through Christ, he brought us here. He made us right. Every penny of it. Well, that's great news. <laughs> because without him, I was down here just like you. That's great news. And now he's given us this ministry of reconciliation. In other words, now once I've been made right, I have it within me to tell other people, you've been made right too. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's good stuff. That'll make you want to do, you know, cartwheels and flips and stuff. And I'd like to see that. So just have at it. And uh, so anyway, uh, he goes on to say this. He gave us the ministry of reconciliation. In verse 19 Namely, that God was in Christ. Who was in Christ? God was. Reconciling the world to himself. Now, all right, who was doing this? God was doing it through Christ. Both of them are in agreement. And what are they in agreement on? That the world may be made right. That the world, it didn't say Christians. It said the world would be made right. Well, what, you know, a spirit of religion, which is something that we were talking about in the class, is always telling the world how bad it is. But our ministry is to be, is to minister, to give out the news they've been made right. Look, continue, look, did, did I say the world or did God say the world here? God said it. He says, namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Now, watch this. Not counting their trespasses against them. Now, that is not what I have heard preached throughout most of my life. Most of my life, I've heard... Just how bad everybody is and the world is and it's going to hell in a handbasket and everything else bad. It wasn't good news. It wasn't the gospel. What was the gospel? What was in the gospel? Righteousness. Being made right. 
reconciliation. And watch this, we'll carry on, not counting their trespasses against them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. In other words, he's committed it into our care, into our responsibility to get this word out that they were made right with God through Christ. Now they need to do something about it, but it doesn't cost them anything. They need to believe on God. They just need to believe on Jesus as their Lord and receive him as their Savior and believe that God raised him from the dead in Romans 10, 9, 10. As soon as they do that, they're clean. They're made right with God. Praise God, they're walking in righteousness. Now, at that point, the devil doesn't leave them alone to make them think like, you know, have you ever seen somebody who's had really bad stuff and all of a sudden they get free, they get, they get clean, they get saved, they get born again? Uh, I mean, they are praising God. Oh, good gracious. But then they go to church for a while, and within about three months, they're like, oh, you know, they get real holy, but not walking in the righteousness of God. They're walking in self-righteousness. And the life, the good news, drains out of them. Why? Because they're not walking in the righteousness of Christ. In other words, this is our responsibility, and this is what he has committed to us, is to, on our lips, should be the good news that God wants to bless the world through the believers, that he wants to bring them their righteousness, that he has not held their trespasses against them, but he has given them the ability to be made right with him. Every penny of their life accounted for and declared righteous. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were entreating through us. We beg you on behalf of Christ... Be reconciled to God. We beg you, be reconciled to Christ. Be reconciled to God. Be made right with him. In other words, uh, we're begging you, will you accept it? Will you accept that you're made right with him? And then verse 21, so powerful. He says, he made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might become the righteousness of God in him that who might become we We. We. might become the righteousness of God I mean like we can have the righteousness of a pastor or the righteousness of a Brian or the righteousness of you we're not talking about that we're not talking about the best pastor that ever lived outside of Jesus we're talking about Jesus himself God himself that level of righteousness. And this is what, this is the new creation. The whole context is, this is what he's made you. The righteousness of God in Christ. All right. So, if you, especially if you go back and watch the class, this will, anybody that heard that this morning, you're going to be operating on, you're, you're going to be hearing this on another level because you understand what I'm talking about. When we go into our righteousness, most of the time what we're trying to do is we're trying to work out everything on our own. We're trying to get everything lined up. We're trying to do it. It's all, we're all doing it by works. We've been told all of our life, do this, don't do this. Do this, don't do this. And those things can be good because they can be, if you could see a road going down a mountain and on each side is a cliff, they can be guardrails, so to speak. Do this, don't do that. Keep in the center of the road. It helps you live. Right, But here's the thing, those are laws, and at some point, guess what happens? You're going to break those laws. I don't care how good you are. Matter of fact, you've already done it. You might have done it this morning. 
You might have done it since I've been preaching. I hope not. But anyway, forgiveness, Lord. But I don't know. But at some point, you're going to break off of that. And if it's not for the grace and the righteousness of God, you're going to tumble down the hill of life and crash and burn. Some of us have done that. Some of us have felt like we're tumbling right now. But we don't have to be that way. A a while back, uh, and I talked about it a little bit this morning, the Lord started talking to me in my spirit, and he said this. He said, said, it's not a payment. And I remember the first time he said that, I was like, what's not a payment? (laughs) What what you talking about? (laughs) And he he said, it's not a payment. That's good. What was not a payment? <laughs> it's, and it kept. It's not a payment. It's not a payment. And then I was sitting there, and uh, I was reading in the Word, and uh, He said it again. It's not a payment. And what He was getting across to me is my reading, the number of chapters that I read, is not a payment. And what He expressed to me was. Uh, that the number of chapters that I read, it's not a payment. The number of hours or minutes that I spend praying, it's not a payment. How I worship is not a payment. The words that I say or even faith that I apply is not a payment. And I didn't fully understand what he was saying, but what he was saying is this. He's saying there was a price that was paid in Jesus Christ and you are never going to pay a price that's greater than that price. And to think that you can pay something that costs more than Jesus is straight out pride and deception. You're never going to do it. So why try? Why try to make a payment? What the Lord has led me to this morning, and I'm I'm going to be able to put it in words, is something I've sought after for years on how to say this. Let's turn real quick to uh, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians uh, chapter 5 and verse uh, 18, verse 14, but first 18 first. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And now verse 14. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word, in the statement, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law is fulfilled in that. And then let's uh, go over to Romans chapter 13. And verse 8. Romans 13, 8. And it says this, Owe nothing to anyone except to love one another, for he who loves his neighbor has fulfilled the law. Has fulfilled it. 
what we came about in the class this morning is when we try to make a payment, the problem with that is you're never going to pay anything more than Christ. And we also found out that our works are never going to be sufficient. They're always going to come up and be lacking. There's always going to be condemnation. There's always going to be the devil trying to whip us with that condemnation. But in Christ, when we will by faith receive his righteousness which fulfills the gospel, we will step into being made right with God and we will walk out the greatness of his plan. We will miss the beatings of condemnation, that spirit of religion. We will miss the the do's and the don'ts and, and all of that just weight that we have tried to carry and the church has even tried to give to us. And the difference becomes this, that The way and the system of God is is not to say, you pay me and I'll bless you. That never has been his system. His system is, I'll love you. Period. If you ever love me back, it's up to you. But I'm going to love you with an unconditional love. And one of the things that we looked at in the the home is this. Parents, which would you rather have? That you walk in the door and your kid is just busily working and cleaning and doing all kinds of special things. And the reason for it is because they want something. Hey, I did all this. Now can I go do this? Or... Because when they do that, there's a couple of things going on. They're thinking, they're assuming that your love is based on conditions. They're making assumptions about you. This is why keeping up with the law and the works, it just doesn't work for us. Because we were created in the image of God. We were created as children of his love, the law of love. The difference is, in the kingdom of God, what happens is, God walks into the house of our life and finds us doing things, not because we were wanting him to give us access or blessings or benefits. We were doing things because we love him, because we knew that he loved us. And we didn't make assumptions about his love that he wouldn't give it to us if he didn't. We just assumed, hey, he wants to pour it out all the time. We see that all through the word. And so what is ends up happening is you have this beautiful cycle of God loving on us and pouring out his love and us receiving that love and then us giving that love back to him and this cycle not only repeats but it grows and it multiplies and it's beautiful but when we start doing things out of work we throw a wrench in the whole system when we start working on self-righteousness And doing it all by works and not believing on his love by faith, we throw a wrench in the whole system and now it nothing works. And the church has been sitting there for years going, why is this not working? I know he's good. I know it should work. Why is it not working? And this is is what I've found. The law of love is this. We start doing things for the Lord not because of dues and don'ts but we start doing things for the Lord because we love him we start wanting to not lie and steal and cheat and and do the wrong things not because we think we're going to get a blessing out of it we start doing those things because oh you're so worthy of love this is the statement that I found and man have I run into problems with this 
as a pastor who's trying to operate and, and walk in love, here's what I've found over the years. I've found that people walk in thinking that I'm trying to tell them what to do and what not to do. I'm trying to control their life, and I'm trying to put laws on their life. Well, you, ought, you better do this. You better do this. When the whole time what I'm really trying to do is teach them how to fulfill all the law, teach them better how to love. It's not a do this or don't do this. It's simply this. Let me show you how to become more like God. Let me show you. Well, that all of a sudden takes all the pressure off. Because now it's not let me show you where you're wrong. It's let us grow up together. Let us grow up together. And see, when people can come out from the chains of condemnation and they can move into the fullness of the righteousness of Christ, what they start to realize is this is not control. This is love that's happening between us as we grow up and bear the burdens of one another and we learn how to love better, to love one another better, to love on God better, to fulfill all the laws simply by learning better how to be like love itself how to be like God this is the law of love and when we operate in that way and we put on love and we start doing things for the sake of love not for the sake of do this don't do that this is good this is bad not doing it for those reasons doing it because this is after the heart of God and I want to love on him all of a sudden, we open up a whirlwind of what? Of the blessing of God, of the righteousness of God, of the gospel made alive now in us. And instead of his love coming up and the gospel being blocked in us by our own works, by our own self-righteousness, by our own do this, don't do that, and the condemnation. Now, when we start learning how to love better and love more and more like him and learning more about him, now we remove the blockages in our life and love flows through us like it was designed to in the first. Do you see it? Yeah. you see the picture of it? So right now, I just ask you, just bow your heads. And you know where you've been with this. You know where you've been walking with it. You might not can put words in it, but in your spirit you know, man, I've been receiving condemnation of the world. I've been putting it on myself. I've been receiving it from the devil. I've been walking in self-righteousness. I've been walking in everything. But what I haven't been walking in is a faith to receive the love of God and a faith that will love him and learn to love him. Lord, you don't want to control me. You want to teach me how to become like you. This was the same error in the garden with Eve. She thought the Lord wanted to hold her down. And it was never that way. He had already given them everything. They just didn't know it yet. Lord, you don't want to control me. You just want me to learn how to be like you. I am of your spiritual DNA. I am your child. And Lord, right now, and you can just say this with me, you can just say, Lord, I make you the Lord of my life, Jesus. I believe in you. I believe that God raised you up. 
and he raised you up so that I might become the righteousness of God and move by the law of love. Lord, I don't want to be a blockage to your love anymore. I don't want to be a blockage to the good news pouring out. I want to be an open flow of everything you have. In Jesus' name. And right now, I'd, I just what I'm sensing is that we just shouldn't quite move from this point. That there's, you know, maybe there's stuff in you where right now the Holy Spirit's saying, hey, you did this wrong. You, miss, you missed it here. And, and we just need to say, look, Lord, I receive your forgiveness. You're not telling me I did something wrong and then leaving me in the place of condemnation. You're showing me so I can repent and receive the power and love of God. So right now, will you receive his love in your heart and in your mind? Will you receive his righteousness for you and where you've at? Where you might have been the blockage, where you might have thought wrong, where you weren't operating in the fullness of the law of love. Lord, I receive the law of love right now. And I commit to act in it, to live by it, to receive everything that you have for me. I receive your love for me. Just say that. Say, I receive your love for me. And I love you back. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, you're doing something in people's lives, whether they feel it or not. You're moving in them. You're moving them to different places. Lord, we just receive that by faith right now. We receive the law of love working in us, cleaning us, cleansing us, making us new, making us fresh, making us whole in you. Love Restore now in Jesus' name. Love, heal now in Jesus' name. Love, seal now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Lord, we release condemnation in Jesus. If that's you, just agree with me. Lord, we release condemnation right now. Condemnation is a lie against the work of Christ. It has no right. To remain and just say that say I release condemnation I release condemnation right now yeah thank you father Lord I just thank you for the healing that's going on right now Lord we receive your love here in this moment you know a lot of times what happens is when we get in self-righteousness and condemnation, we cannot receive. And you know why? Because we're looking at our own works as the uh, conditions for reception. And so a lot of times when we're not receiving, it's our own unrighteousness, our self-righteousness standing in the way. So right now, just kind of make it a, a, a purpose yourself to put down condemnation in the name of Jesus for his sake. And even purpose yourself to say, 
to say, you know, let your heart cry out to the Lord, Father, I receive everything. I receive forgiveness. I receive wholeness. I receive restoration. I receive deliverance. I receive healing. I receive provision. I receive life and life in abundance right now in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're receiving out of this, just raise your hand right now. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. A lot of times the supernatural is not spectacular. But that doesn't mean it's not powerful. There's things happening right now that you can't even put words to inside of you. Because we're receiving the law of love made manifest in us. Good news is being made manifest. Love is being made manifest in your life, in your heart, and in your mind. Lord, I just, right now, yeah, yeah. In the name of Jesus, on his behalf as his ambassador, I just pronounce right now that those sins that you're handing over to him, the ones in your heart that you're releasing and you're asking forgiveness for, in his name, I just pronounce you free. And without sin, you are the righteousness of God in Christ if you have turned that over in your heart. You are, listen, you are the righteousness of God in Christ. The word says whatever sins you remit, they will be remitted. Your sins right now are remitted in Jesus' name. You are forgiven. This is the word of reconciliation and the ministry of reconciliation. Thank you, Father, for it. Praise you, Lord. And now, as a group, let us not go back to self-righteousness. Let us not go back to the do's and the don'ts. Let us go back to the growing up into the love that is God. Let us, let us teach each other and learn with one another and grow together on how to love better. That that love will fulfill all the law. Let us learn how to grow together. Not be under the condemnation of what we've done wrong and what we've done right. But be under the freedom of the righteousness of God. Lord, we praise you for it and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 If anybody uh, needs any special thing, I'll be by the door. But we just want to thank you for being here. And the Lord's still moving. You may just want to sit. And that's okay. But you are dismissed at this time. Father, I just ask for your blessing to be made manifest on them in every way, in everything. Thank you, Lord, for your love and your good news. Thank you that we are the righteousness of God in Christ. Thank you, Lord, that we have received your love in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.